Yeah, David? Do you want to go back? Back where? Back to the best. Back to the best? Back, back to, to the, the best. best. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Back to the Best. I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is our podcast where we talk about all the best things from the 90s to the 2000s, which is also known as The Best Times. To all our first-time listeners, welcome. To all our former besties returning. Welcome back. Welcome back to Back to the Best, everybody. How how are we doing? How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing, I thought you were asking the listeners. (laughs) I started asking the listeners, and then I remembered the listeners can't It's not interactive. They can't. I just figure that out. Can't wait till the technology catches up. We really want to talk to them. Like it's I mean, just, I we, we just want like, to talk to them. I guess follow us on social media. We'll go live. Um, <laughs> I'm great. Uh, nothing like crazy has happened. No. I'd say the craziest thing that's happened is that we're in a fight, I guess, according to our signs. Yeah. So David and I didn't know this, but we're apparently in a fight. There's apparently, I, I apparently need to confide in you and and oh maybe we're not in a fight maybe you just have secrets oh maybe i have secrets two can keep a secret if one one of them is dead dead. oh i don't want that to be our story but no if anybody has you probably all do the co-star app now this is not an ad for co-star this is not an ad david and i are not even really super up to date with all of it we're not gonna lie we were we went to a friend's house for dinner a couple weeks ago and we the four of us, five of us just decided to go through CoStar and she helped us figure out what the heck it is. And I have not checked it since I have not opened the app since we were at her place, but my cousin posted something on Instagram and it just made me want to open my CoStar app. And I happened to scroll down and this is what it said. It said, talk things out with David period. (laughs) And then it said, you have more, you have a more open mind today and you want to share this with someone. David will appreciate your ability to explore your mind. And I'm just waiting to hear. I know I kind need of explored. Is everything fine um, with your job? Everything's fine with my job. Everything's, everything's fine with your marriage. <laughs> hey guys, I'm just I'm going to tell all of you. <laughs> We're getting divorced. <laughs> divorced. No, everything is fine with my marriage. I really okay. feel fine. And, Cora? and Cora's fine. Um, you guys, speaking of Cora, if you hear a few barks in this interview, she did make herself known. I think it was Billy. She liked Billy. Mm-hmm. What can we say? But no, I don't know what it is. And I, I think I figured it out. Okay. What is it? So there were supposed to be five Fantastic Beast movies, but today mm-hmm. it was announced that there's no script for the fourth yet. And they're waiting to see how the third one does. So you're probably just stressed. <laughs> that's what it is. Oh my God. I feel so much better, but wait a minute. <laughs> Guys, David and I talk about 12 times a day. So I don't know what I would tell you that I haven't already told you, but so that, that has to be it. David and I, I do both have tickets to see the fantastic. Beast I had to move mine to Tuesday. Are you okay? No, no, I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to be fine. I won't tell you anything. I'll wait till you see it. I did just, we, we rewatched the first one last night and we're going to rewatch the second one tonight. Just so we like, you know, know what's going on. We're fresh. fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I really like about um, movies? What? What, what, Just like, tell us what you like about them. (laughs) 
Like I especially love. Um, oh, I just hit my stand ring, and I was. Oh, sitting. good for um, you. <laughs> I love voices. <laughs> You do. You do love voices. Like voices, voiceovers even. Mm-hmm. And it, like, let, let's go as far as to say voiceover actors. Oh, if I had a dollar for every time I was going to say that. <laughs> you guys, you know, from the title, we are so fortunate to have spent some time with Billy West. When we say just, we need you to pause what you're doing. We would not normally ask you to pause the podcast, but you need to go to IMDb. Oh my God. Unless you're driving, then just wait. But yeah, if you're not driving and you're able to go on IMDb, just type Mm -hmm. in Billy West, look at his body of work because it is so impressive. And it's just going to make all of the nostalgia lovers out there just as ecstatic as we were. So just list a few, Doug, Mm -hmm. Ren and Stimpy, Mm -hmm. Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Futurama. Mm-hmm. And he also, guys, like you know that David and I were Bugs and Lola for Halloween and he voiced oh, Bugs Bunny. I to tell him that. I know, Billy, if you happen to be listening, we were Bugs and Lola for Halloween. From Space Jam. Yeah, from Space Jam. Um, he was in Jimmy Neutron. We all, we talked about it. He voices the red M&M on all the M&M commercials, you guys. You know, you know what we're talking about. You know the one. And we're not even, we're not even doing it justice because he has done yeah. so much work. I think that the only thing we can do to do it justice is to just let it roll. Yeah, we're just going to let it roll. He does some voices in the interview. You're not going to want to miss this one. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my gosh. He, let, let's just get to it. Here he is, the amazingly talented Billy West. I'm David. This is Grace. It's so nice Hi. to meet you. So nice to meet you. Thank you for doing this. Oh, it's my pleasure. Are you in Los Angeles? Yes. Are you from LA originally? No, I was born in um, Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And I grew up in um, Boston. Then okay. I moved to New York and after New York, moved to Los Angeles. Oh, Do nice. Have, yeah. Do you have a preference between New York and LA? Um, I don't know. They're both weird. You know, I mean, <laughs> I love New York. New York was really, really good to me. Mm-hmm. And so I have a fondness for the, for everybody there. But mm-hmm. New York is like the best of everything in the world and the worst of everything in the world handcuffed together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's strange. I, and then out here, um, it's just so damn crowded that, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's it's like, how can how can you live and and being up somebody else's armpit every <laughs> Seriously? day? Seriously? You know, everything's a line, you know. I remember when I used to live in Studio City and I'd take a drive up the street for years, nothing. It was just like everything was easy. And then one day, oh yeah, there was this just uh, flood of people that suddenly were everywhere. And I'd go, Oh, there's Starbucks, I'll pull in and I go, fuck. Nope. You know, no, can't go there. Keep yeah. going, keep going. Oh, it's a lemonade place. That looks fuck it, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It was like, you have to go out of town just to I have know. a cup of coffee. It's so true. <laughs> I know. It's so true. Yeah. As David said, neither of us are born and raised in LA. We're, I'm from the East coast and a small town over there. So it's very refreshing to go yes. home sometimes just to, just to get away from all of the people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then they start talking about what a great person Marjorie Taylor Greene is. And you hightail it back to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> You go, ah, oh, I don't know, man. 
I know. Oh, no, I want to be with progressives. Do yeah. I really want to be with them that bad? I guess I do. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> we have to say we had so much fun going over literally everything that you've ever worked on. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> because we, our podcast, I know we mentioned it to Glenn, but it's all about like 90s and 2000s nostalgia, mm-hmm. which you are such a huge part of. <laughs> um, I raised you. You did. You did. You, look, you, you did. You grew up okay. I think, we're, I think we're okay. I think yeah. we're okay. Who's yeah. to really say? Nice, Sometimes. Nice people. Oh. <laughs> yes, we were okay. My mom, our moms blessed. will be happy to hear that. Yes. I've been blessed, you know? I cherish the people um, yeah. that are, you know, the good people in this world. I, I, um, I lament a lot of things like the hyper-violence and, and uh, the, the, the plunge that society appears to be in with people acting out and snapping and, and everybody on every level is like, it's, it's almost like some dust came over us and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, every, the guy next to you in the coffee shop now wants to like, you know, tear your eyes out. I uh, know. And I, know. I, and I'm going, there's something up with all of this. Like, cause I go to the comic cons mm-hmm. and, and I'm always reminded that I am on the autism spectrum I only found out about that like a few years ago, but it explained so much stuff in my life. It explained Mm. why, you know, why life was so damn hard and why things that appeared impossible to other people seemed like nothing to me easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and so it was like, I discovered gifts or my superpowers. And I know that that goes on with, with people on the spectrum, you know, there's storage rooms up there that just Mm -hmm. are waiting for someone to find the key and there's gifts, you know? And so anyway, my theory is, and I could be way off, (laughs) but um, I think that mother nature doesn't look the other way when society is in rapid decline. Mm -hmm. And I think that the accelerated rates of autism and births, autistic births, is evolution taking place? That's what mm. I. Oh. I think it is because once <clears throat> once people that are, are on the spectrum become mainstream and integrate with the the, the mainstream of society, mm-hmm. might take about a hundred years, but it can balance out the the savagery and the brainlessness and the wanton stuff. I know I sound like I'm despairing but you no know, I, i'm a product of an, i'm a news watcher and, and it's like everything that you turn on is like oh and the parents you know they killed their kids and it's awful you know, yeah and it's i said awful. i've been around a long time i've never seen society on at large going berserk yeah well, and then whenever you add yeah. in now all these different kinds of social media or then people are just bullying everyone online and, and more false than information in spreads yeah yes. false information spreads so quickly yeah and sometimes uh, it only shows you what you might have clicked on a click before and then your whole algorithm is showing you only one you one person's opinion it's really weird it is really weird um you can't make jokes Mm-hmm. You know, you just you can't make jokes, or you'll get slapped by Will Smith. Oh. You, know, you can't. You <laughs> oh, can't I know. And 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 a good friend of mine, I I was sort of kind of, I was down today because um, we lost Gilbert Gottfried, uh-huh. and uh, he was a really good friend of mine. We were really close, and um, and he talked about that just before he died. He talked about what's the worst crime, you know, Chris Rock making a joke or Will Smith 
assaulting him. And mm-hmm. so it's a no brainer. But but the fact that he he was so uh, fear, fearless in his nature, he was so very fearless and he would take things so far. And to me, he was like he had the comedic interpretation of like a Salvatore Dali or a Picasso. That's what made him an artist to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's comics, you know, it's like, how many people here hate to fly? You know, mm-hmm. thank you. You guys have been great tonight. <laughs> you know, uh, there's uh, there's a million comedians. There's still only three acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gilbert was an original. And uh, I just wanted to mention him because yeah. because I went to make a joke. Uh, this is my original point is online. I think I think there's people that have like some sort of weird paranoid buzzer set up on their computer. So if a certain word comes up or something, eh, 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 it alerts them to go right to where it's happening. So uh-huh. they can jump in on it. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like, yeah. it's too weird. It's like Rush Limbaugh dies. So I make a joke about him. I said, a lot of people don't know that he invented high def radio. He was both high and deaf. And all of a sudden, everyone's coming after it. Computers all over the world, BLM, you know, social justice warriors. Uh, are you making fun of deaf people? No, I'm not. Oh, yeah. drop I dead. know. Don't get drop yeah. Dead. You know, and then and then when you make a valid argument to them, they're so wound tight that it takes three, two, one. Here comes the string of profanities. And then there's just, nothing yeah. else to actually say. Yeah. I know people are overly sensitive. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like it, but it's like the greatest, uh, you know, the newly empowered are the world's greatest fascists, you know, yeah. like they can't, they can't have an argument or a disagreement or anything without going nuts, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, but it's just so funny. You mentioned all of the, the social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Yeah make the best of it. I know. Well, we do just want to say we're so sorry about Gilbert. We're so oh, sorry for your yeah. loss. Oh, you know, it's it's everybody's loss. Um, yeah. Um, I was on his podcast a bunch of times and I had the greatest time. I just mm. had so much fun because, uh, oh God, there's no rules. And, 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 and like the original intention of anything is you got to do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And, and you try and share it and like other people that 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 pick up on it or people that are like minded or people that are just looking for something different, mm-hmm. they'll find you, mm-hmm. you know, and I've always subscribed to that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that the work I was very lucky enough to do the kinds of work that I did that it spoke for itself. You know, I worked for Matt Groening and. <laughs> you know, and Nickelodeon and, mm-hmm. you know, it was out there, out there, out there. And it was for everybody's consumption. So, you know, yeah, I've been really fortunate. You have do such you, an amazing body of work. I was going <laughs> to say, do you, do you remember when you first realized that you like had this knack for voiceover? I was a little kid. I was a freak. I was like, you know, God, I don't know. I'm probably four years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. My mom, uh, her sister-in-law would finish work like she worked in a drugstore or a clothing store and she'd come over about 10 o'clock at night and she'd say to my mom, wake him up, wake him up, you know, cause I would come out and entertain. Oh, okay. So you were just ready to entertain. <laughs> ready my, aunt to go. Joanne, my aunt Joanne was my best audience and she would, uh, 
she would go wake him up, you know, and I'd come out and I'd be doing somersaults or I'd be doing dog barks or, you know, anything that was ready to go. Yeah. I was always ready to go. And, um, and the funny thing is I left to my own devices. I was kind of nonverbal, but if I was role-playing, I had plenty to say and do. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, that's how I kind of coped with everything. That's how I adjusted to everything. Yeah. I was going to say you could maybe just become that character, get out of your own world and become somebody else. There's that's why a lot of people find that as a way to kind of deal with their everyday life and something fun to do as well. Well, I remember that like people, you know, I was bullied a lot, just not by my dad. I was bullied terribly by him, but, but like kids would target you and, um, you know, and I'd have nothing to say. I'd get like a, a sucker punch in the nose and I'd be stinging and I'd go, why, why have I nothing to say about it? Or, 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 and, and then eventually I, I would remember these movies I would watch and, and one kid said something and I went, how drunk was that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I realized that there were all these things that you could say. Uh-huh. Uh, and then eventually you, you create your own um, vernacular, your own language. Yeah. yeah. So when you, when you go into any sort of audition for a new role, a new character, yeah. how do you approach each character so that you're kind of presenting a voice that matches what the creators have in mind? Um, I just, I just take a look at the whole, whole picture of it. They tell you a little bit about the character. Um, they show you, you know, some, some drawings, walk cycles, or the, their facial expressions. If you're lucky, they'll show you that stuff. Mm. But most of the time, it's just a, a text description. And, um, and I'll get a feeling. I'll get like an inkling to try mm-hmm. something. And I'm not afraid to try anything. You know, I, I was kind of fearless about everything. And um, the worst that can happen, you know, you just... You wind up on the floor, you wind up, you know, okay, thank you. Next, you know, Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, two of your first roles were two of our favorite shows on Nickelodeon, which was Ren and Stimpy and Doug. What was it like whenever you became a member of the Nickelodeon family? Oh, wow. Um, I remember I auditioned for two things at the same time. A guy named Jim Jenkins, who created uh, Doug, you know, he had me read for him. And I saw the kid and I thought about it and thought about it. And, and he was kind of a tw- what they called a tweener. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, um, and I, and I didn't want to make him sound like a realistic kid because they, they could have gotten a kid. Oh, sure. But, but what happens, it's like the peanuts syndrome is they get old really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Placing them. It's like Venuto, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> Charlie Brown five. Yep. <laughs> So, um, so I tried to, I tried to do like, almost like a kid voice, but there was something surreal about it because I wanted it to pop. I wanted it to just pop off the, off the screen a little bit more. So, you know, he doesn't sound like a real little kid, but he has a character, you know, and he was, um, painfully average 11 and a half year old. And, um, this is my dad, poor chap. (laughs) Poor chap. Yeah. And this oh is my um, gosh. this is Roger Klotz. Yeah, that's right, funny. And I'm running for office too, so vote for this. It's you know, effortless. They're, they're um they're 25 years older now. So yeah, I thought I thought so. about this and it was like, dear journal, 
Today, I blew up a courthouse. <laughs> Wait, even just the dear journal, I just got taken back. Uh-huh. <laughs> see, him, see him in handcuffs. We need, yeah. we need the reboot of Doug. Judge, up. Judge Roger Klotz, you know. Oh, look who's in my courtroom. <laughs> oh, funny, you loser. I knew I was going to see you in here. Oh, yeah, you got guilty written all over your face. It's even spelled wrong. <laughs> Hundred years, no, five hundred years in jail for blowing up a courthouse. You loser! Oh no! Okay, it's we, ready to we go. Need this? It's out ready there. to we, go. Everyone needs to see this. <laughs> yes. um, somebody could animate that. Yeah, 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 that's true. We have the voice right now. <laughs> we'll get somebody. You got, the, you got the track, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we just need to find the animator and. Yeah, yeah I mean, but but I thought good. about it. I said all the kids that were bullies like um became authority figures you know if they didn't just die or wind up in jail but a lot of the, the kids that bullied me became cops <laughs> oh yeah right yeah, you know not to cast dispersions but you know that's kind of how life goes yeah 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 and then when it came to Ren and Stimpy you voiced you were both of them at, yes. at one point. Well, did, originally I was supposed I was supposed to do both voices originally, and my audition mm-hmm. tape sold the show to Nickelodeon. And then um, wow. John Chris Felusi, the guy that created the show, decided he wanted to do the the Ren voice, and I didn't I didn't care, you know, because I had a job. I just said, you know, I'll just do what they want me to do, and um, it was it was a new experience for me. Excuse me, and um, you know. Hey, man, will you button me? You shut up, you fool! Yes, I shall kill you, you cretin, you moron, you thief! My One of our questions was going to be, how do you manage voicing both? But clearly it comes quite naturally. <laughs> well, I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> when you would do a session then when you're voicing too, so you would just do both in the same session or would you focus on one character at a time? Um, on Ren and Stimpy in particular, it was done. You, you did the script once as one character and then you doubled back and you did it as the second. And then if there were third and fourth characters that I was doing, I, I'd go accordingly. But like on Doug, I did the voices as they came up in real time. Okay. Um, and I do that on Futurama. They come up in real time and I yeah. do them, you know. Greetings from the year 3000. It still sucks. Oh, my, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. You need an autograph? Why not Zoidberg? Why not? And, uh, Kif, let them in. I made it with a woman. This is incredible. It's amazing. We love Futurama <laughs> as well. We do. Oh, my gosh. Do you... Just... <laughs> probably a question you've been asked a bunch of times. Does your voice get tired as you get, take a sip of water? Cause that just looks like it, it, it takes a physical aspect as well that you really kind of move your body while you're making the voice. I went, um, I went through the whole period of time. Like um, when I first did Ren and Stimpy, my voice used to blow out totally. Yeah. I'd, I'd be like, I couldn't talk the next day. And I, I was married back then. And I, I would call my wife and I sounded like, um, like Alec Baldwin, Violet, I'm not going to be able to do this show. I really don't think, I mean, I can't, I can barely talk, Violet. (laughs) And, uh, you know, but I somehow would recover and, and my vocal cords kept getting used to the onslaught, the punishment, Mm -hmm. because I was screaming and yelling and then I'll be doing a lot more screaming and yelling for the next four years. um, Yeah. Because we're going to do this show again. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, we're so excited that it's coming back. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Oh my gosh. We're, we, both of our partners love it as well. And we were all just the last couple of days while we were prepping for this, we're all like, oh my gosh, it's coming back. Like, what can we, what can he tell us? Is there anything you can share? Um, I don't know a whole lot. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I know that uh, some of the original people were slated to come back and um, okay, we'll see what happens with that, but I'm ready to work with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. We'll all, oh my be, gosh. We'll all be 20 somethings, you know? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> 20 somethings are in charge of like development and 20 somethings are like presidents of, you know, companies. And uh-huh. I don't care. I don't care. I'll yeah. keep coming to work till they tell me, don't come in anymore. <laughs> we all got together and we decided you're too old. No, <laughs> it'll never happen. It'll never happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a pragmatist. Don't worry. <laughs> when it comes to then like, you know, you're doing the Looney Tunes voices, whenever it's yep. voices that are obviously so iconic, is it hard to then try to like match whoever else has done those? Um, it's, it's hard because you didn't uh, create it. So you have to adhere to the the parameters and, and everything else, the precedents that were set by, by like Mel Blanc. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody's really come close to being able to replicate the entire scope of what he did. I mean, there's people that can come close with characters vocally in that, but Mel Blanc wasn't just a, a collection of witty little voices. He was a hell of an actor. Mm-hmm. He was an incredible actor. Yeah. and. Um, you know, I mean, I've had friends that are that are hired, you know, to do the Warner Brothers characters. I know a lot of people over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it for Space Jam. Ivan Reitman, uh, God bless him, um, hired me to do that. And I got to work with Michael Jordan too, Doc. The closest thing to a religious figure that we have. <laughs> <laughs> Would you actually That's get to amazing. like work directly with him or were you kind of on like in a room by yourself whenever you would do that? Um, we were recording in a studio, but oh, I did meet cool. him after uh, the movie was released. There was a, a party on the Warner Brothers lot and and he was there and everybody's calling his name every second, mm-hmm. every second, his name, Michael, Michael, Michael. And he's and the one voice he would know is his sports agent, Ken Ross. And Ken goes, mm-hmm. Michael. And he turns around, and he goes, this is Billy West. <laughs> And he reaches over like eight people <laughs> and, and shakes my hand. And he was like, Billy, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, this is probably hard and it's okay if you can't, but do you have a favorite character that you have voiced? Um, not really. It's a tough question to answer because um, I've been really, really fortunate. I've always been offered these, just this richness of character composites and um and every time i'd see a picture or something i would think long and hard before i opened my mouth because i didn't want it to last for a year or 10 years i wanted it to live forever Mm -hmm. so i always had that in my mind it's like you better do something that that appeals to everybody on every level which is a tough thing to do because they all get together they draw they animate they write the stories they they come up with all of the the cleverness and 
It's in concert. And then they hand it to you to interpret. Oh, no pressure. You know? I know. Yeah, my no gosh. pressure at all, right? What would yeah. you do? And I and I tell people I think long and hard before I open my mouth because mm-hmm. you know I want I want something to to stick to be the right thing, the right voice or the right choice to make. Yeah. Wow. Is there a character that you would feel like that you feel closest to, or that maybe you feel embodies you the most that you have done in the past? Well, let's see. I guess when I was trying to figure out how to do um, the performances, the voices for Futurama, I thought about Fry and I said, I gotta, I gotta do something that, that, you know, I guess he's sort of like the central character. So I don't want to get replaced. So I have to do a voice that like nobody would bother trying to sound like. And that was <laughs> what I sounded like when I was 25 years old. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was all I was all whiny and nasally and complainy. <laughs> and, I, and I've never heard anybody that sounds, you know, like that. I mean, you know, people have tried, but it's just, you know, it's really what I sounded like. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, I was in a band. Oh, I broke a string. Now what am I gonna do? Jesus, you know, and um, and I also wanted him to be more than two dimensional. Um, his relationship with Leela, I wanted, you know, I was a real project for a girl when I was a young man. Mm-hmm. You know, I always had to be fixed and always like, what's the matter with you? Why don't you do something <laughs> with that hair? And it's like, you don't need those glasses and, you know, picking. And, and I wanted Fry to be a project for Leela. You know, so she would always be like, oh, fry, you know, <laughs> I mean, because it made it more interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then back to Doug a little bit. I just wanted to ask because you only did it on Nickelodeon, right? You didn't go whenever it moved to Disney. No, I didn't do the Disney one. Did you watch the Disney one at all? Or Not really. Um, I tried once to watch it and I just said, eek, you know. Yeah. Um. I said, oh, you, you know, I would I'd be talking to the TV. You ruined it. You blew a to- golden opportunity. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to go left when, you know. I always forget that it even moved to Disney. I only think of it I as know. a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know for the longest time that that was even a thing. <laughs> well, um, the seasons on Nickelodeon are there. They, they'll always play somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was a nice little world, and I recall it fondly. We, oh, we do as that. well. It's yeah. it's one of the reasons we love and and we do this podcast because we just have the most fond memories of, especially for yourself, so many of the shows that you've worked on. I mean, truly, oh. they are like a happy place that we can all just go back to. So, thank mm-hmm. you for that. Thank yeah. you for that. Oh, it's my pleasure. I um, I think about those guys. You know, I think about the characters and. And it is a happy place, especially, especially the way the world is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so easy to, to just be on edge or there's always something in the back of your mind to worry about. If mm-hmm. not for yourself, if for the world at large or, or people in Ukraine, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we're in wartime. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's it's surreal because nobody of this day and age knows what it's like to, to live in a wartime. Not at no, all. No, no. No, I mean, World War II was done when I was born. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like, World War II was like four years or five years before I was born. And then mm-hmm. um, everybody was on the up, the uptick, you know. It's like mm-hmm. they were building houses like crazy. Women were having babies left and right. And 
you know, the, the young guys were like, you know, there was work for everybody. And it was kind of like a, a good time in life. It was like the pressure was off and, mm -hmm. you know, and then came the space age and the race for space. And then we, and when I was a little kid, it's so funny kids reading about Putin now and seeing what he has to say about stuff. Um, when I was in the second grade, uh, Russia had missiles pointed at us from Cuba. They were pointing right at us and they were going to launch them. We were going to be in a nuclear war. And I remember being in the second grade and I remember watching television and seeing Khrushchev, the leader of Russia on TV, banging his shoe on the table at the UN saying how he was going to bury us. You know, so we haven't been all that close with those folks. And, and then it's like, here it is all back again in 2022. Yeah. I think that there should be two important inventions if anybody that's young and is into chemistry and science and everything uh -huh. you never know someone could be listening so let them have it <laughs> yeah figure out how to neutralize testosterone and come up with a cure for narcissism <laughs> yes okay yes no we war need that we need it yesterday <laughs> i mean that's a better theory than my um my um mother nature um you know uh creating evolution to make up for the bullshit and the nonsense that goes on today both both great we'll take, theories, yeah though. we'll take all of them if it, really if anyone's listening help us out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know there's somebody out there that's going to figure that out uh-huh again social media modern technology those are the positives yeah, use it for right? good <laughs> you never know who can hear what it's kind yeah. of freaky but <laughs> no I, all... I, but but like everything's got to go somewhere mm -hmm. you know you take a look what are the, what are the real problems it's like Thanks to my shithead father, there isn't a narcissist on this planet whose head I can't bounce off the sidewalk and make a three-point shot with. You know, you I learned mm -hmm. all about that. I learned how to handle that at a very young, young age. And I was, I was um, distraught all the time. I was in deep depression. I was chronic level, low-level depression from birth. And, wow. you know, and I had ADHD and I had... Uh, OCD. I was on, you know, every, every which way and trying to figure out how life worked and, and always being under the threat of violence. So, um, you know, the way to deal with narcissists is you just gray rock them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's too bad. They're never going to change. No, nothing no say. nothing you can tell them or say to them will hey, all right let's mind. just stop this nonsense and go have lunch and next thing you know they're trying to control what you should order for lunch yeah it oh. never ends yeah no oh my gosh no, no no that's yeah it's the worst well and and then it gets worse as a narcissist hits you and yells ow yeah yeah, yeah. oh uh -huh. god Oh, we hate that. Well, thank God there's people like us, right? And I don't, I don't yeah. think any of us are like that. So we <laughs> try to stay in that light. But it'd be nice if somebody could figure out how to. I know how we're just, still going to work on take that. them out. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. neutralize that. Yeah. Cause you don't want, you don't want them to leave the planet. You know, there's gotta be something worthwhile. And the, well, they become like leaders and despots and Mm -hmm. you know, soulless, artless, godless CEOs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Able to sleep like little babies at night. The worst. <laughs> the, on, the only place we'll maybe have those characters is in an animated show. That's the only place we want them not in real life. <laughs> yeah. And even no. then, maybe still not. <laughs> yeah. 
who knows? Who knows? Well, one other thing that we just think is so cool that you're the voice of the red M&M. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. That's and what you eaten me. I mean, just like kudos for the fact that that Christmas commercial is still playing every oh, year. Well, that's you're talking three decades. Yeah, it's still. I, I don't know how that happened. I don't know. It's just like it just it, it, eh, time just I goes think, by so damn fast. I'm warning. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. You're I know. Going, what did we just do for the last half hour? What about the next half hour? How fast is that going to go by? Yeah. We get hit with that a lot, talking about nostalgic things every day. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's turning that's turning 20. I think I, I thought I just watched that or just yeah. saw that for the first time. And it doesn't get better. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it gets worse. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Good to yeah, know. It gets worse. Like every time you think something was like, you know, last month, it, it's 15 years ago. Yeah. I know. I know. But, but, yeah. but we'll still go back and visit this stuff like we are now. And yes. Just- feel happy about it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of uh, living in today's world is you can live in any kind of world or decade that you feel like living in. That's true. Yeah. It's all right there. You can surround yourself with the sh- things that gave you comfort or, or things that you loved. Mm-hmm. Cause everything is we're buried in records of ourselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the desperation I had as a child. We only had like two and a half television channels and um, they all went off at 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, if I saw the coolest thing in my life and I know it's going to be over in five minutes, I, I would have this deathly feeling like it's going to be gone forever. I'm never, ever going to see it again or experience it again. And it's going to be gone forever because you had no uh, way of knowing when something what, was over it in for all intents and purposes. It was over uh-huh. unless mm-hmm. you happen to catch a repeat, which they never told you. Yeah, it's just hit or miss. I mean, yeah. so, so guys like me had this this longing, this desperation to, to capture and recreate what we thought was cool. You know, I would just absorb everything that came out of the radio and the television and I would sing and I would um, do the voices. And when I was about 12 or 13, I got my hands on a tape recorder, a reel to reel, tiny. Oh, yeah. And I would tape reams of dialogue off the television and I'd listen to it, you know, as I would go to sleep at night. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would that work for auditioning for voiceover roles as well? Would you record yourself and like submit a tape or were they always in person? Um, you usually showed up at an office and they okay. hand you uh, some copy to read oh, okay. as the character. And, um, you know, they would um, let you just do your thing and then then you leave and I would just forget all about it, you know, and, and sometimes until mm-hmm. you hear yeah, I never would like hang around and go, you know, I, I could have done that better. Yeah. You just let me come back in one more time. You can't, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> you just got to let it go. Me. No, that's loser dust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. But Anyone also, who does that. <laughs> it also clearly worked out for you. Look at all these iconic roles. Yeah. Like he was saying how all your TV shows are iconic and then even your commercials with the M&M's. M&M's, yeah. I, um, I feel just nothing but gratitude. I mean, mm-hmm. I just feel so very, very blessed and lucky that I was able to do what I did. If you talk to anybody like, you know, my friends like uh, like Tom Kenny and that when we get together, um, 
just talk about how grateful we are, you know, because what yeah. are the odds, you know, the odds mm. are a billion to one that that's something you did would become so massive. And, um, and it's, you know, it's just like, you feel so fortunate that so many people uh, were affected by something like that. And they yeah. were all good things. They were all happy things. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. We're well, also big fans of Tom Kenny as well with SpongeBob. Yeah. Uh, who isn't? <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> well, yeah, we are we are all, and I think we can speak for our listeners, so grateful to you for bringing uh, these characters to life because they really, we've said it so many times, but we just always think back on them and loved, watch, still watch the shows and movies. And if there's a reboot, we'll watch that too. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's incredible is um, if you're around long enough, I've been around long enough. Um, and when I go to the, do the comic cons, the conventions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I meet thousands of people and, you know, and I love talking to everybody. I spend time chatting with everyone and asking them how their life is going. And, you know, and I wouldn't know anything that was going on in the world unless I actually went out there and talked to people because I go to bed at like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> As a matter Same. of fact, no. Um, what time is it? Is it almost there? <laughs> no, no, it's not quite it's not quite the time, but, um, but, but there's like little four-year-old girls that know who I am, know what I did. And then there's these 80 year old buzzards, you know, I used to listen to you on Stern. Oh, I used to hear you on Stern. You bastard. You, you're a funny bastard, you know? And, um, and it's like this huge spectrum of people. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so fortunate. Honest to God. I mean, it's it's like, how you couldn't even plan that. You yeah. had no idea that that would be Just the case. Blessed with this um, serendipity, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's making up for a rough start, really. I, I, I just, I'm, I spent quarantine, uh, lockdown, writing a book for two years. And I wrote about, you know, wanted to write about my life, but nobody wants to read about how great somebody's life is going. So I had to put in all the childhood stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, it makes for interesting reading. And it's also dedicated to uh, victims of abuse, um, physical abuse, sexual abuse, you know, children of like alcoholic parents. Um, Mm -hmm. They don't know what end is up. And I didn't. I at least I had my mom. My mom was um, stable, you know, and she's the one that instilled this core in me because I went through a lot of trouble in life. I was in bands years ago and I was a druggie and mm-hmm. drinking and always in trouble and blah, blah, blah. But but there was something that my mom instilled in me, luckily, that was unerodable. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what saved me. Oh, that could not have been easy to write, but will probably help so many people. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's really cathartic. Mm-hmm. But I Getting thought it about out. it. I thought about it. And some things are, are absolutely horrifying. And, mm. and it's very hard to just lay it out as is like, hey, I'm not making that up. Yeah, I can't but, imagine. But, but I thought it would be funny if, <laughs> if I had an illustrator doing like Norman Rockwell type drawings. <laughs> Well, while it's depicting something horrifying and atrocious, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. Norman Rockwell, normal America, you know. Is this out or is it something that no, you're still working no, on? No, it's something that's, that's in the works. I mean, I got to find 
you know, I got to get my photos together and all that. Okay. But I did 22 chapters. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we all got a lot of hobbies <laughs> and everything out in the pandemic. So it sounds like yeah. it was just the perfect time. It was the perfect time because there was no other way I would do something like that. I wanted to, but I just could never get around to it. And then, you know, the artist's way is you talk yourselves out of, you talk yourself out of a good thing. Mm -hmm. you say, huh, that sounds pretty good. And then you go, who do you think you're fooling? Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's that. Pretending to be a writer. Wait till, a, wait till an editor gets a hold of you. <laughs> oh gosh, we're it's we're we're so hard on ourselves. It's mopping the floor. That's, yeah, that's you. just in your own head. It's gonna yeah. be. Yeah, so I know good. it is. I know. <laughs> I know, but that's you know the. That's what everybody thinks about their process. own things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. It will be amazing, and and like David said, could absolutely help some people. And we only know you for what the past hour, but you seem like a really wonderful person. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Guys. So do you guys. There's hope. There's life. Celebrate mm -hmm. it. Yeah, Amen. Definitely. Yes. And then we know you have obviously Futurama coming back. Is there anything else that you'd like to promote or any of um, like, Disenchantment is a great show. Disenchantment is Matt Groening's uh, oh, show, yeah. show. And uh, it's it's there's drama on the show, but it's also very silly. There's a lot of silly stuff that goes on. And a lot of us from Futurama are doing voices on it. Oh, oh cool. Mm -hmm. That's on uh, Netflix, right? Yes. Oh, that's okay. Now I know what that is. Yeah, yes. it, it pops up right it's away. It's very funny. Yeah. And it's very different. Mm -hmm. Oh, know, okay. Futurama was in no way like The Simpsons and Disenchantment is in no way like Futurama. So that has yeah. to keep it fun, though, for you, right? Yes. Doing absolutely. all the different kinds of roles. Absolutely. I was so fortunate that that he wanted to. Uh, he came to us and said, hey, I got I get this thing I'm going to do and I want you guys to do voices, you know, and we were all thrilled. Oh, so oh, fun. that's great. I can't wait to check that out now. Yeah, you should check it out. And then are there any conventions are kind of back, right? Because obviously yes, with COVID, back. they weren't they on. Right. Yeah. Are there any of those coming up that you might be at? Yes. I get a whole calendar full of stuff. <laughs> oh, I said, I said, I want to go out there and just meet as many people as I can. And I was in Philadelphia over the weekend and I'm going to Sacramento this weekend. For oh, Sat awesome. Anime. And so then you, the, you enjoy going to the conventions? I, I really love it. I mean, some of the flights are a little long, but yeah. Um, but when I get there, I, I'm, I'm supercharged because of the energy. It's like the nicest people mm -hmm. you ever want to meet. Aww. There's no trouble. It's not like an S and M convention, you know. Yeah. <laughs> these are all like totally these are all convention. like geeks, you know, geeks. And, and yeah. I say, hey, you know, it might be cool to be a geek now, but it wasn't sixty-eight years. Yeah. <laughs> They'd hunt you down. They'd hunt you down. They'd be after your life. Oh, you like comic books, huh? You know. Oh yeah, that's so true. How the times have just changed. Hopefully for the better, though. Yeah. Well, it was so funny when. It's a scene that was created by um, disenfranchised people like, you know, dreamers and 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 people that had uh, Asperger's and autism and they lived in fantasy, but they created this scene and, and the whole geek thing. Mm -hmm. And then when it became a big deal and a big scene, all of a sudden the super people from L.A. start showing up in their Ferraris, you know, yeah, I like that, uh -huh. man. Mm -hmm. I like that, man. You know, the super chick with them and everything. And I it's said, cool all of a sudden. bums, you know, 
and I see these <laughs> kids out in front of the place, you know, that are having trouble getting in. And I go, come on, you guys, you go in with me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're that's I love that. You're Attitude. there for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I was that. Yeah. You know? I can't pretend. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, I I just I had no way to relate to anybody when I was growing up. There was like mm. there was maybe one other kid that sort of had the same interests as me. He had comic books. Mm-hmm. But, but other than that, it was just like I lived in my own world, you know, and I was president of it. And, yeah. when I, and especially when I was having a hard time, when I was being hit or beat, I would just vanish from the planet. I would just vaporize. I wouldn't be there. You know, I'd just be somewhere, but not where I was physically. Uh, yeah. I can't even imagine. But, you know, um, I think I think that maybe things would be a lot different if that hadn't happened. You know, I might, yeah, if I ever had the impetus or never developed the imagination or the or the the um, the need and the longing to to create stuff that that hadn't existed. Yeah, know? definitely. And again, it's so great how much you're taking your own experience and then turning it around to help other people. Yeah. I, um, you know, I always say, I'm going to just keep coming to work till they tell me don't come in anymore. It's and like, there you go. We I'm hope that we hope that, that day never comes. I'm a journey. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. My dog keeps squeaking her toy. So I apologize. <laughs> I, I apologize. That's, that's if she's dog her... is supposed to do. I know she's been the a little Zoom vocal. Life. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, we well, cannot thank you, thank so you enough much. for doing this. Thank you guys. It's my pleasure. Yes. This was so lovely. We just, I feel like I'm just going to be smiling all night because we can oh, talk about this wonderful. all day, but really yeah. thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for bearing with me. We finally got on here. Hey, we got uh, it. <laughs> That's all Technology is great when it works. When it doesn't work, you just want nothing to do with it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. All right. Thank all you right. so much. Thank you. Thank Have a great you. night. Nice to meet you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Well, it's time for another giveaway. Guys, we love giving. We can't help it. We cannot help ourselves. We love to give. We especially love to give really awesome movies. David, if there's one thing I've always told you, mm-hmm. it's that every passenger has a motive. It's, you're, you text I, me that every morning. I text David that every morning on this on the hour. Based on Agatha Christie's beloved novel and featuring a dazzling all-star cast, Death on the Nile will keep you guessing all the way to its final shocking conclusion. Oh, my God. Add the critically acclaimed murder mystery to your movie collection today and enjoy deleted scenes, behind-the-scene featurettes, and more. Available now on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and digital. I actually have not seen this movie yet, and I have been wanting to see it since it was in theaters. Tim and I watched it last week. I absolutely loved it. You guys, Professor Lockhart is in this movie. Directed From it, Harry right? Potter. Did he direct it as well? I'm pretty sure he's in it and directed it because... He's the detective. We know that. Because he's, of course, also on in Murder on the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. Other people in this cast, Army Hammer, Gal Godot. Wonder Woman. It was just literally Wonder Woman, you guys. It is so good. I watched it last week with Tim. As I said already, the cast is Russell Brand's in it. I can't think of everybody off the top of my head, but it's a really, really fun 
murder mystery movie, which I'm a big fan of. And if you would like to own your own copy, and if you'd like to win one of five Blu-rays, head over to our Instagram. It's at BTTB podcast. Look for the post that has the cover death on the Nile and mm-hmm. just follow the rules to enter. Yeah. Don't we, it's a great movie. We'd highly recommend 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10. You know who else is a 10 out of 10? Britney Spears and her baby. And her baby, you guys, Britney Spears is pregnant. We've the day we've all waited for. It's it's happening. I don't know. She announced on her Instagram that she is pregnant. Classic. She did it in the classic Britney caption where she Mm -hmm. just types exactly you Mm -hmm. can see her whole thought process as she's typing which I appreciate oh I appreciate it too I mean she is who she is she's seems to be living her best life right now and she she said that she wanted to be pregnant so we're very happy for her we hope we wish her well we're so happy for her and we We hope that she's happy and yes we will babysit Anytime, Britt. Yeah, we just we'll we'll just you know coordinate our schedules with when we you know baby banks. We always babysit baby banks for oh. Hillary. <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I would never forget. You never forget, right? Okay, and then we will babysit baby Brittany. Baby Britt. <laughs> baby Britt. <laughs> no, but really, we're so happy for you, Brittany. You're not listening, yeah. Brittany. Thanks for listening, as always. <laughs> and but thank you guys for listening to this episode with Billy West. How amazing was he? So great. So great. As we mentioned in the beginning, and as you've heard in the episode, he has just done so many incredible voices that guys, he did these voices in the episode. I mean, David and I were just like freaking out. Anytime we have a voiceover actor, we'll post some videos of this. If you want to see some videos from this interview, follow us on YouTube at back to the best, follow us on TikTok at back to the best. And of course, Instagram, BTTB podcast, but anytime like if we have Billy on or anybody from Rugrats or any voiceover, if they slip into character, Grace and I smiles. <laughs> so big. Like we, or alarmingly we almost, large. We kind of like lean back from our microphones because we know our like laughter as well. And our gasps will be picked up if mm-hmm. we're too close to the microphone. And we just, we got to keep it cool. But it was, it was incredible. And Billy, you are incredible. And if you happen to be listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming yes. on. And his main social media that he's active on is Twitter. So head over to Twitter and give him a follow. He is at the Billy West. He also has a website. It's just his name. It's www.billywest.com. Go check him out. Go show him some love. He was so wonderful. And you guys, as we mentioned, the Futurama, the Futurama, the Futurama, Futurama is coming back in the future, in the future of Rama. I think- I believe it was announced. It was announced in February, and it's. I think it's going to be just uh, Hulu. Yeah, which I mean, I you can Hulu. watch it all on Hulu now if you yes. haven't already. Yes, but, you know what else you can do if you haven't already. Uh, list them off. You can follow us, you guys. We are <laughs> pretty much everywhere on Instagram at BTTV Podcast, Facebook Back to the Best, Twitter BTTV Podcast, YouTube Back to the Best, TikTok Back to the Best. If you go to our website, it's www.bttvpodcast.com. Everything is there. You did not stutter once. You guys ripping the glasses off my face. I feel like I just accomplished everything I needed to accomplish. And on that note, please tune in next week (laughs) to the accomplished podcast. (laughs) Back to the best where we will keep taking you back to the best. Goodbye. Bye guys. (laughs) We're so accomplished. So accomplished. We feel great.